Hi guys, this is Kendra Kamer with the Candidly Kendra podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. And today I'm going to share with you part two of the six books that helped nurture my soul. I started this last week and my fingers got tired of typing after the first three books. So I'm finishing it today. The last three books that really made a difference to my soul. you like to read? Are you a coffee shop reader? Do you like to sit outside, feel the breezes? Do you have a favorite chair in your house that fits you just right? I like to kick back when I read. I might read in a hammock. I might read in bed, maybe on the couch, but as long as my shoes are off and my feet are up, I know that I'm about to fight the Tarkins in Narnia or restore an inn and rediscover myself or discover the intricate workings of the human mind all through the power of the written word. What I said last week is that occasionally I'll open a book expecting something to capture my interest, but find that it transforms my life instead. Some books rent space in my mind for a couple of days. Others move in and live there for the rest of my life. So last week I began sharing with you the six books that helped nurture my soul. These are the books that reshaped my worldview, opened my eyes to a more beautiful view of who I am, and more importantly, who God is. Uh, you can look in the show notes and find out the, where you can find the first three books that help nurture my soul. I'm also going to put links to every book that I share on this podcast. Uh, they are, by the way, you should know, Amazon affiliate links. So if you decide to buy a book through that link, I may receive a small commission. And by the way, if you're curious, I want you to know that these books are listed in chronological order of when they impacted my life. So books one through three happened years ago when I was younger, and these last three books are the most recent books that God used to make a difference in my life. So here we go. Number four, the book that set me free. This book is called The Cure. What if God isn't who you think he is and neither are you? By John Lynch, Bruce McNichol, and Bill Thrall. You see, the day that I sat crying with a friend and heard myself saying, I just can't do enough for God, that was the day I realized that I was wearing myself out on a treadmill of spiritual performance, striving, running, worn out. And for what? To earn something from God? To impress him? And that's when God brought this book into my life. And just in case I wasn't paying attention, you know how he does. He also brought me a friend and a mentor who had walked this path of trying to measure up. And then I had the opportunity to attend a conference by these three authors explaining the ideas in the book. And for good measure, I had a Sunday school series based on the ideas in this book. God really wanted me to understand this. And that beautiful season was a spiritual greenhouse of growth for my husband and I. We sat up late into the night wondering, could it really be true? You see, I'd grown up hearing the gospel of a gracious God. But as we know from 2 Timothy 4.3, itching ears will hear what they want to. And my itching ears wanted to hear that I could earn something. I wanted to try harder, to be good enough. I wanted to impress God. <laughs> kind of the way I used to always want to impress my elementary school teachers. But God wanted me to quit making it all about me and just sink into his arms. He is good enough for me. And that's always been all that matters. So if you're trapped on the treadmill of spiritual, 
performance and the inevitable failure and hiding that go along with it. I hope you will read this book, The Cure, by John Lynch, Bruce McNichol, and Bill Thrall. And number five, the book that felt like therapy in the best possible way is Finding Spiritual White Space, Awakening Your Soul to Rest by Bonnie Gray. Now, I have to admit, when I opened this book, I expected to see some pretty pictures and read some pretty words. <laughs> but what I got was so much bigger than that. In this book, Bonnie Gray walks us through her story in small pieces. She walks us through her story the way the suppressed memories of her past return to her as she was writing the book and going through counseling. She takes us along with her through her own processing and at the same time invites us to remember the buried hurts in our past that might be affecting our ability to see God rightly today. And I wasn't sure when I started the book that I had anything to process. I didn't think I had buried any hurts, but I decided to trust her process and engage deeply with the book. And you know what? God used Bonnie Gray's story to shine his light on dark places in my heart and bring real healing and growth. It's a beautiful book. I hope you'll check it out. That one's Finding Spiritual White Space by Bonnie Gray. And finally, the book that showed me God's love is called Imagine Heaven, Near-Death Experiences, God's Promises, and the Exhilarating Future That Awaits You by John Burke. Imagine Heaven is a well-researched book that walks you through dozens of first-person accounts of people who died and yet lived to tell about it. I know, it's such a risky book to write, and it's maybe even more risky to read. It sounds like a book that Satan can use, and the kind of book he has used in the past, to confuse God's followers and lead them astray. Well, with that in mind, I read this book with a grain of salt. I was ready to assume that every story was a figment of someone's imagination, but Burke carefully persuaded me to trust him as he explained which stories he counted as true and why, and as he backed every story about heaven with a biblical reference. Here's the thing, maybe these stories aren't true, but based on what God told us in his word, the truth will be something like these stories. So I devoured them as a picture, either imaginary or real, of what it might be like one day when we graduate from this world and enter the next. And for the first time, I began to understand God's love because that was the theme woven throughout the book. Maybe there are animals, maybe a river, maybe a strange cubic city, which by the way are all biblical depictions of heaven, but without fail, every redeemed soul felt God's love. They soaked in it in a way that I don't think I can fully understand the sight of heaven, but now I think I can imagine it. That's the book that showed me God's love. Imagine heaven, near-death experiences, God's Promises in the Exhilarating Future That Awaits You by John Burke. So what do you think? Are you going to read one of these books? Out of my six books, have you had a chance to go back and listen to the other podcasts? Is there one that you think you're going to read? I would love to hear about it. If you read it and you loved it, please tell me. If you didn't, you can tell me that too. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great day. I'll be back again with another podcast on Candidly Kendra Eats on Friday.